Hallelujah. Amen. He is wonderful. We sure love the Lord. With all of our hearts, we just want to greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus this evening. God bless you that you've joined with us. God bless you, Brother John. Good to see you. And sure uh, enjoyed the word last Sunday night and last weekend, Brother, uh, Brother Tim in the morning. We just feeding on the word and we rejoice in it. It just inspires us and fills us. We revel in it. Thank God I am free. For a long time I traveled down the long lonely road. My heart was so heavy, it said I sang low. But then I heard about together. I thought of this song as I was listening to a service this evening and before church and the first two lines there are like a bird out of prison and I was hearing about how that there was two doves in the Old Testament and one of the doves was the head taken off and he was sprinkled on the living dove and then that living dove was let go to fly away and blood was sprinkling and I just thought of how that Jesus Christ gave his life for us and sprinkled us with his blood that we could go free and this song came to my mind and maybe while we sing that verse once again maybe we can think about being sprinkled 
by that dove like a bird out of prison that's taken its flight like the blind man that God gave back his sight like a poor wretched just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for letting me hear your word. What have I done to deserve such glory revealed in me? Thanks for that special night when I And the message of grace Oh Lord, I thank Thee Oh, and I just want to thank You, Lord For letting me hear Your Word What have I done to deserve Such glory revealed in me Thanks for that special I'd see such things as the coming of the Lord, the rapture mystery. I have heard, but now I see God in simplicity. The spoken word is the original seed. Oh Lord, I thank Thee all together now.
came face to face with eternal life. Oh Lord, I thank Thee. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just love the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for revealing Himself to us. How about we sing this little chorus? You deserve the glory and the honor before we go and before we go to prayer. You deserve the glory. Maybe we can stand together and the honor. Oh Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we pray. together as we go before our Lord Jesus. You are great, Lord. And we love you greatly, Lord. We love your presence, Father. 
Lord, you've done a very great miracle in our lives and given us the gift of eternal life, Lord. You've saved us from a life of sin, Lord. And you renewed us by the new birth, O God. And you filled us with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, God. How great thou art. We just lift your name this evening, Lord Jesus. We lift your holy name, Lord Jesus. We come before you tonight, O God. We come in this service, Lord, with our hands raised, our heads bowed. We humble ourselves in your presence, O God, and we just say, have your way, Lord Jesus. And I pray, O God, that as our brother Murphy would come to minister, Lord Jesus, that as he would begin to open his mouth to speak, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would anoint the ears to hear, the hearts to receive, Father. In every home, Lord, wherever the people are gathered, Lord, connected with us, Father, may your presence just draw real near, O God. Oh, help us to enter in, Father. Help us to press through, O God, to just focus our attentions upon you, Lord Jesus. For you have what we have need of, O God. No doubt, Lord, we've got needs, Father. And we'd love to come to this altar, Lord, in the presence of the congregation, Father. We'd love to have men of God pray with us, O Lord. But, O God, we're not able to do that at this time, Father. But you are not hindered, Lord. Just raise our faith to a level, O God. Father God, that the word of God going forth would heal us would deliver us, Lord, would meet every need, O God, for it's you that we really want to see, Father. We want to see you move in our lives, Lord. We want to see you move in our families, Father. Oh, God, in our church, Lord, revive us, O God, fill us, O God, with a burning desire for more of you, Lord Jesus. Have your way, O God, anoint our brother Murphy, Lord. Anoint him, O God, the man of God that would come and minister here, Lord. He's laid himself aside, Lord, sought your face, O God. Oh, Lord Jesus, unless you come and minister through him, Lord, it's all in vain, Father. We're not coming to see a man, O God. We're coming to hear from you, Lord, to see you lifted up, Father. Grant it, Lord. Meet every need, O God. Encourage the downcast, Lord. Strengthen the weak, Father. Heal the sick, Lord. Deliver the bound, O Father. Grant it, O God, we pray. Anoint us now, Lord Jesus, with your spirit, with your presence, by your holy angels, O God. We ask this humbly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We'll sing, O come, let us adore him. You can have your seats if you like. We'll just invite our brother Murphy to come after we sing this song. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. 
that we have uh, tonight uh, to come to adore our beloved Jesus Christ. And so good uh, to be back to the house of God again and to see all the familiar face that on the Zoom. Uh, may the Lord bless you all. That uh, Also the people that stream in the service, uh, no matter if it's here or it's uh, on the U.S. side, uh, uh, we're looking forward to uh, God speaking to us again. Whatever the situation that we're in, whatever the environment that we're uh, out in and facing, uh, but to the essence of the believer, it never change. No matter what to come, what goes, and we're always a believer. That means to believe the word of God has said. When we said we believe the word of God has said, it doesn't matter what is the situation is. It doesn't matter what uh, outside world and uh, try to say and uh, try to do. But we know one thing. What we believe is the same Jesus Christ yesterday, today, and forever. And that he never changed. The environment that never changed Jesus Christ. And that he still heals. And he still speaks. And he still saves. He still delivers. And all the things that he has a promise in the word of God. If we can take a hold of the promise by faith and to believe it. And he is going to come on the scene and to perform it. So... Um, uh, thank you for the musician and all the music, uh, and all the technicians to make this possible. Just may the Lord uh, bless all of them. And so I just wonder if we can just turn to the scripture. Let's turn to a uh, uh, book of uh, Exodus, uh, chapter twelve. Book of Exodus, chapter twelve. And this uh, reads um, from the. Uh, from a verse 1. Book of Exodus chapter 12 of verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for uh, for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And he shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take off the blood and strike it on the two sides, two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night. 
roast with fire and unleavened bread and with the bitter herbs that they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And he shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remains of it until the morning he shall burn with fire. And thus shall he ate it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hands. And he shall eat it in the haste, it is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. May the Lord bless his word. Uh, let's just bow our head again. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we turn to your holy word. Lord, to the word become a more meaningful as we see the hour that we are living in, as we saw the unfolding of the different events, Lord, we just give you thanks. Lord, we know this is the time for us to get ready to for the rapture. We know this is the time to get ready for the final exodus. But Lord, you require the, the blood has to be shed. The token has to be applied. And that's what we're doing tonight, Lord. Lord, by your word, we ask the word of God become a reality to us, Lord. We know your word is real. But Lord, let it become more personal to us. Let it become more, Lord, real, real to us. So that we're not just listening to the word, but the word become a life inside of us. Father, we thank you. We commit ourselves into your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I think we all realize uh, God has uh, put us um, to this last age, this little descending age, as the prophet has uh, taught us as many times. And this is the time uh, we call this the golden age, because this is the time, uh, it's the age our Lord Jesus will come to take us as a bride out of the way. And uh, there's a no time like where we're living right now. I think this is uh, this is the most glorious uh, moment that we can live in. But without the revelation of the Word of God, without the, the Word making real to us, we can uh, sitting or living in the most glorious time, but without even noticing it. And it's just the things just passing by from us, and we just uh, let it go and just uh, live a life and raise a family and uh, do whatever that we need to do. And we uh, lost uh, the whole focus on it. And it, people can lost the, the whole, um, uh, their, their eyes should be concentrated uh, uh, all the time for the upcoming event that's going to come to the bride of Jesus Christ, which is the body change that we have been waiting for. And, uh, you know, the, the older the older generation, and they have been waiting for this. And day by day, month by month, 
And year by year, they believe uh, this is their time. This is their time. And some they died for it. Some they um, are imprisoned for it. And the different people, they sacrificed their life. And the year after the year, even started from the Paul's time until, you know, the Martin Luther or John Wesley or the Pentecostal age to this age. And that God sent this prophet to us. And he himself is looking for that time. And um, and has been preaching, give us the message, uh, which is uh, the rapturing message uh, that, uh, that the Lord gave it to us, uh, to let us have the rapturing faith, to believe the word, so that our body change uh, can happen. But I'll say, uh, this is the day that we have been waiting for. This is the age that we're right now living right in this age. If there's any age that will say, uh, it was, uh, the rapture going to happen, the body is going to change in a twinkle on a eye, we'll say, this is the hour. This is the time. And I'm so thankful that God counted us worthy. He put us into this age. It's not just to let us put up a time, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, haphazardly or struggling through. And uh, one day we're, we're going, uh, uh, going to the rapture. That's not what this message is supposed to do. No matter what situation or environment that we are uh, encountered or, or, or right in uh, right now, that doesn't change anything of God's promise. If he said that there is a spotless, there is a virtuous bride, God is going to have it. It doesn't matter who said what. It doesn't matter uh, I failed it or, or you failed it or I failed it. It doesn't matter. It's not a big, because our, we failed it or not. But God's word has said it. When God's word has said it, then that he will breathe through every wave, every trial, every COVID, every virus, every isolation, everything that you name it. But God has a promise and he's going to have it. And he only required us to have a faith to believe what he has said. It's not just uh, uh, this uh, this person said that or that person failed it or, or whatever emotion, whatever. That can go up and down. Your emotion, your feeling can today can do better. Tomorrow can become the two, the lowest uh, app can ever be. God never asks us to depend on that. He only asks us to, to face to his word. That is what he's promised to us. And this is, that's the reason when we come into the time like this, I believe it is as God ordained all the events happens around us. If I say this, and maybe you're, uh, uh, to facing, uh, to a risk of the misunderstanding, it's God's will to have this COVID that what we're facing right now. It's God's will to that the church shut down and the people cannot even have the privilege to coming to the church, to sitting in the appeal. At this moment, that is the perfect will of the Lord. Until that day come, that we come back to the church, uh, to sitting in the appeal. But before that day come, this period of the time, this is now that God ordained us to be. This is the time now God has a perfect will said, you are in your Zoom, that in your room, this is my will. You are watching that uh, uh, through the camera, through uh, through the screen, that are watching that the, the ministers are ministering to the word of God. On Wednesday, the Sunday morning and a Sunday night, Brother John and the, in the Mountain Baker, Brother Tim and on the, on the Sunday morning and the Brother Tom and has been faithful that all these ministers has been ministered. That is the perfect will of the Lord for now in your life. 
So don't looking forward for next day. Live today for what God has promised to us. So when this time that we will come, I believe it is the will of the Lord to forward us to going through all of that. This is to the time that God is stripping down all the unnecessary things that are, but only that a face to the word of a God stands. All the unnecessary things, all the things that's secondarily that God has to put the, has to strip those things down. That's why we're facing all the things that we're facing. The reason is because now we're facing the exodus time. The reason is because we're facing the time we need to get out of this this place. Before the exodus, when the Israelites, before they go out of Egypt, God has ordained them that the certain things that they have to do. And there are, you, you think it is, uh, what a parallel that their day to compare with what day that we're living in. That every house, they have to have a lamp. They have to uh, keep the lamp. They have to watch the lamp. They have to uh, check the lamp. See if there's any spot. See if there's any blemish that's in there. To make sure that lamb is a perfect lamb. It's not to make sure that a person is a perfect person. But it has to make sure that lamb is a perfect lamb. Let me ask you. Is this a lamb? Is a perfect lamb for you? Is this lamb can heal you? Is this lamb can deliver you? Is this lamb has been checked, proven, and vindicated through and through time after time? That is the perfect lamb that God gave it to us. If that's the perfect lamb that God gave it to us, then God required us at the evening time, slay the lamb and apply the blood on the doorpost, apply to the blood on the, on the, on the lentil, apply to the life that is in the blood for our whole family and the, when the accident happened there's no church to go into when the accident happened they're not going to meet it in the church to listen to Moses preach Moses already done his job Moses already preached to them said apply the blood that was Moses message it's not a coming back to the church, the waiting for Moses to come on the sin and to teach them and again, give them a big lesson how to do this, how to do that, how to do has already been taught. How to say, how to do things, how to say the lamb, Moses has already said enough. Now it is the time to apply that token. That's Moses' message in the evening time. This is the message in this hour. This is the time and not to give you a big lesson. This is not a time to teach you a big lesson. How to get the Holy Ghost. How to do this. That's already taught by the Moses message. In this hour. That's already taught by the prophet. In this hour. Has already given to us. But this is the time to apply the token. To apply what you have heard. To believe what you have heard. What you listened. What you read. What the book has that you been read. What to the tape that you have listened. What a preacher has been preaching to you. Now it is the time to apply what you have heard. But God stripped down almost everything that the person that in the Israelites or one they have. They don't, uh, the, the, all the things can put it on the side. They have to have a staff on their hands. They have to have shoes on their feet. Because of that night, the death angel is going to smite the land. And it's that night, and to the Israelites, they're going to uh, save the lamb. 
and apply the blood and get ready for the exodus. Before the exodus that happens, God requires they must show the token. That means that there is a work they need to do. It's not just sitting down there and listening to some preaching. It's not sitting down there just uh, uh, go over uh, some uh, a review or some, uh, uh, some book that they have or some sermons that they have. But this is the time to mean business. This is the time before the death angel can say they must mean business, get serious with what they have heard. The lamb has been kept. They have been watching. They have been done all that it could. Make sure the lamb is without any blemish, without any spot. That part is already done. That vindication has already done. But now is the time for them to put their hand into it. To identify themselves with the lamb. To stay the lamb in the evening time. And we have a coming to the point. It's almost like there's nothing left for the bride to looking forward to. If you're still looking for the job there, that you're having, if you're still looking for that, that, that the politics, if you're still looking for the economy to getting better, if you're still looking for the new presidents have some stimulation plan, let me tell you, there is a stimulation plan. That is the, the Lord has said, touch not the oil and the wine. Touch not the lifeline that the bride of Jesus Christ had had. God has given it to us. He gave us this lamb. He gave us this message. He said, Satan, you can do a lot of things. You can stripping down a lot of a privilege that my bride have. You can stripping down their work, stripping down their privilege, stripping down their rights. But don't you touch the oil and the wine. The stimulation from the revelation, that is to give it to you. That doesn't depending on the environment that you are living in. That doesn't depending on the situation up or situation down. That doesn't depending on what stimulation plan that the the government can give it to us. That depending on the word that you have received. That never change. This world is looking for a lot of things. They can making a lot of a promise that for the people, but none of them is going to be fulfilled. And for the bride, there's nothing else that we can look into, but only the rapture, the body change for everyone that who believed in Him. The situation and the environment that we're living in, and it's gradually, as I've spoken to, spoke to before, gradually eating away at everything that we are, have to relied on. But I'll say that's the God's will. He allowed those things to happen. So everything that we have relied on has been stripped, have been eating away. But make us only relying on one thing, that what is the word has a promise to us. The message in this hour, the Christ that made himself real, that is through the word, uh, word of God in this hour, that's the only thing that a bride of Jesus Christ can rely on. And you'll find out that all the rest of the things that can be put aside for the Israelites before they go into the Exodus and everything else is not important anymore. And it seems like everything has, uh, has been put aside, has been, uh, has gone. And for the bride, we're coming to a point, it's time to lay aside of everything. Everything, job or whatever that has, uh, 
Sometimes we're thinking, oh, what a pathetic, the, the, the situation that we're in. You're not a pathetic. This is the most glorious hour that we can ever face in that. And thinking about it, how parallel to, to, to what is to happen in the book of Exodus, in the, when the, those Israelites, everyone in their own home, everyone in their own home, checking their land. And checking the blood, if it's on the lintel or the limb post, or the, or on the, on the, on the, on the lintel, that's all they do with the fathers with the sweat on their brow, with the staff on their head, put everything in a set, said the kids, we don't have to tread in the mud anymore. We don't have to break the, make the, the brick anymore. This is the time for us to get ready to leave in the twinkling of an eye. This is not a pathetic at all. But sometimes we feel we're in a pathetic situation. If we only look at a situation, if we only look at what is surrounding us, it seems like just a pathetic. If you look at it yourself, you're probably thinking how pathetic that I am. Thinking about it, you said, oh, you know, I wish I can be, have a fellowship with the brothers. Don't misunderstand me. I want to have a fellowship. I want to have a fellowship with you. But, uh, but Mike Diaz, uh, sister, sister Rena, sister, uh, the Kim and, and the brother, uh, brother, brother Michael and Andy, I almost forgot all those, all those names. What a beautiful face. This is this. I wish that more people can hear so that I can see more of you. And the Lord dearly and all this family, brother Victor, sister Anno, all the people that we loved so much. Sister Eleanor, Brother John, oh my goodness, even mentioning that name sounds beautiful to me. How I wish to have that. But before I do that, let me remember, remind you, I'd rather to go into the rapture, to have the eternal fellowship with you, to see you change into the young person again, then we can fellowship eternally. That's what we're looking for. And we're living in that moment right now. And if we're just looking at ourselves, we're thinking, oh, how weak I am. We're looking at ourselves. We're thinking, oh, when this is going to be over. And I think there's not something wrong when we're looking at that. And so the Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8, For we will not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Paul had some trouble. And he said that we were pressed out of measure, Paul, that a great, great uh, 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 disciple and that a great apostle that in the first church age, he said that they've been pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much that we desired even, that we despaired even of life. That Paul went through such a thing, such a difficulty, and such a or the contrary of the situation that he might come to the point even Paul said that we despaired even of life that he lost the hope that even I'm going to get out of this Paul come to the point getting so despaired Paul even lost the hope 
Paul come to a point and said, there's no hope. This is it. I'm done. I'm finished. This is it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be killed. I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be dead. Paul even have a facing that environment. Paul has a facing such a press that out of a measure, above strength. So they have even no strength to going on. They have lost every hope. So there's no need even try. Everything is gone. Everything that I try to do, everything I do this, it doesn't work. To do that, it doesn't work. It comes to a point, they come to the desperation. They lost the hope. And listen, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. And in one way, he's facing, he was facing that the problem was so great. It's almost like he was a sentence to death. There's a no way out. There's a no way for you to escape. Have you encountered that experience? Have you had that situation that come upon you? Do you lost every hope of it? You said, this time I got it. This is it. This is my end, dead end. I got no way to turn. I even lost the hope, but there was no, there's no, it's become a hopeless situation. Paul had experienced that. And he said, but we had the sentence of a death in ourselves. It seems like he was a sentence to death. There's nothing that he can turn to. But thank God, Paul was also had a sentence of a death that in him. He said that the old Paul has already dead. Though I'm facing the situation, it seems like a sentence me to death. Give me the death sentence. But for Paul, he's already dead before. For you, that we're already dead. We're not living anymore. The old Murphy has already dead. When old Murphy has already dead, he can't die twice. No matter what situation seems like the death that we are facing that. But to me, no, even to facing that, there's no second death for me. I'm already dead. Though that maybe the enemy has have been flooded on you. Maybe the situation has become a death sentence to you. Become hopeless. Become helpless. You're in a situation seems like there's no way to turn. But if you have died for Christ, Christ will give you a resurrection. He said that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raised the death, the dead. Who deliver us from so great a death and does deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Even when he was in such a situation, even he was facing almost like a death sentence. But that is God's purpose so that a poor will not trust in himself. When you're going through the situation that you are in, hopeless, helpless, it seems like there's a no end to the tunnel. But God has said through Paul, we should not trust in ourselves. God puts you into that situation. In that situation, what God lets you to understand is not you to trust yourself, but to trust Him that's already, that He is the one that can deliver you. He is the one can raise the dead. God is the great builder. That a builder, He can build back from one thing. It was to become a hopeless and a helpless. The word is the one that we're depending on. 
as I was saying that last time, that we are the bone of his bone and the flesh of his flesh. That, that means the core. That means the bone is the structure. And the, the word in this hour, that is our bone. That is our structure. That is the essence. That is the substance. That is the seed. Christ is the vine and he is the bone. He is the one that had a resource to give you the life. His original spoken word seed. From there, God started to build back. He said, as I says the Lord, I will restore. How he restore? He restored from the base. He restored not just from the outside. He restored from the foundation. He restored from the bone structure. That is why, that's why he used the prophet said that dry bone can they live again. Prophesy to the dry bone that they can still have the hearing ability to listen to the word. No matter what, how dry you are, what situation that you are going through. But even in that dry, dry situation, you still have the hearing ability. Then that a prophesy, the word of a God can still speak to you. And God started to build back from that bone. Because he said, you are bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. But how God built back. He do this by his own word. He built back by his, uh, by your faith toward his word. And it's a line upon line, precept upon precept. The Bible in the book of Isaiah 28, it said, For all tables are full of a vomit and a filthiness, so that there's no place clean. And we're thinking about it. There, where can you find the clean? Where can you find the, the word? Where can you find the peace? Where can you find the joy? Where can you find all those things? There's nothing in this world that can offer to you. He said, for all table full of a vomit and a filthiness, so that there's no place clean. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are wind from the milk and drawn from the breast. God want to teach knowledge. God want to. He want to. Before this uh, exodus it happened. He want to get us ready. But it's not to the little baby. It's to get ready. It has to be them. That are wind from the milk. And drawn from the breast. Brother Bram said. It's not to those little baby. Methodists and baptism and the things. It's not just a little child anymore. But it has to be a mature one. And that's what God would teach them the knowledge. And it's not somebody that was just a winning and then a wi- uh, uh, the we- uh, weeping, but it has to be the uh, the mature one. I think the brother team was speaking on the on the Sunday. The good and evil is all become a matured. And I'll see. This is the time for the bride of Jesus Christ to get a matured. How to get a matured? To that lie upon lie and a precept. Upon precept. It's not just depending on what is the feeling tell you. It's not depending on what your emotional can tell you. It's not depending on did you feel it or you don't feel it. But it's depending on the word of God has said. And that's what we believe. And it's to those people. How can they teach knowledge to teach those people that not depending on the feeling. Not depending on the symptom, but it's only have faith 
toward God's word. And when you don't look at the environment, don't look at that. God said, I will teach you knowledge. He said, for precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. When God is teaching to us, He wants us to believe every word that He said. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it's not uh, that you all of a sudden you read all the book, you understand all the book. Whatever situation, whatever condition that you are in, God only wants you to do one thing. When He give you a line, you believe a line. When He give you a precept, you believe a precept. Step by step, and then He will teach you the knowledge. How would He teach you? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. It's not a way you're eating it uh, uh, just one day you become a, uh, all of a sudden become a big giant. No, just a line upon line. You live your daily life. You said uh, the rapture is going to happen. Uh, happen. The body changing is going to come. Oh, we must be getting ready. Yes, we must get ready. How to get ready? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. It's not that you try to jump and uh, just try to grow uh, in a seven inch uh, for, uh, for a night. You never do that. You just eat line by line. And it's precept upon precept. Message upon message. One sermon upon another sermon. You don't have to be panicked. If you are the predestinated seed of God, which you are, if you are not, you wouldn't be able to even sitting there to listen to the word of God at the preaching because you are. So line upon line, precept upon precept, God will teaching you. But you have to stop creating whining. You have to stop creating become a baby. How you said that when it's things that happened, man, yeah, you know, why even no, there's no complaint. Just said, Lord, line upon line, precept upon precept. I believe your word. I'm weak. I'm not what I ought to be. But give me a line upon line, precept upon precept. Today give me a word. Tomorrow give me a word. When you line upon line, precept upon precept, I will get matured. But Brahma said in the token, he said to the world, it's a bunch of a foolishness. He talked about applying the blood. But to God, it's the only way. The only thing that it requires is that token. It must be there. And you cannot have the token until the fare is paid. Then you are a possessor of the token which give you the privilege of the free of a free pass. I'll see the blood that I will pass over you. In this access time, God only requires one thing, that is the blood. If I can put in today's version, that is a life that is in that blood. God requires the token life to be displayed. That in each individual. It's not a mom and dad. It's not that the church. It's not that the pastor. But it's in each individual. That's what God has required. He doesn't require your ability. He doesn't require your wisdom. 
He doesn't require your steadfastness or this and that. He requires one thing. The blood of Jesus Christ. He requires the life that is in that blood. And that life can only come upon the believer by one way. But you believe the message of this hour. He doesn't come in any other way. Only one way for the blood that can come on you. For the life to come on you. But believing what is the word has said. You know that the people, they often ask, you know, how to, how to get to the Holy Spirit? How can I, you know, live a victorious life? It's not as complicated as you think it is. Brother Bramman, it doesn't have to take it a whole big lesson talking about how to receive the Holy Ghost and this and that. And it was very simple. Brother Bramman said, time after time, if you go listen to the message, even in the area, uh, in the prayer line, when the people coming up under the anointing, under the discernment, Brother Bramman said to the people, he said, you're asking for one thing, you're desiring for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then what he said? He said, you go to church? Buy some book, get some tape, and listen to it, and listen to a teaching, listen, just go through the fast of 20 days, or do this and do that. No. And then he under anointing, he said to, he said, you desire for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He said, is that true? That person said, yes, it's the truth. Then you know what he said? He said, you can have it. Just believe it. It doesn't take a lesson. It doesn't take a whole bunch of the people lay hands on him. He just, uh, he said, you wanted the baptism of the Holy Ghost? He said, you can have it. Just believe it. And then go. Let me get out of here. Go get it. That's the same thing to us. It's not just teaching you a lesson and give you the, the seminar just time after time, year after year, try to teach you. No. Apply the token. This is the time to receive what God has said. It's not just the giving all the faster or the lay hands or doing this and that. What what the prophet has to tell to that person, that's the same message we're telling to you. Go get it. If you desire for it, go get Go grab a hold of it. Say, Lord, this is mine. It's not something that is complicated. And for the token, it's the same thing. It's not something that you have to go through a lesson. You have to go through a sweating and a pounding on an altar. If you want it, if you desire it, it's not just haphazardly. Oh, if I get it, I get it. If I don't I get it, uh, I, I don't get it. You want it, you desire for it with the whole heart. God is right there. He's giving to you. It's not some big lesson that you have to go through. But the Prime said in the token, he said, Therefore, as the evening shadows are appearing, and the wrath is ready to be poured out from on high upon the ungodly nations and upon the ungodly unbelievers. Upon the professor without a possession. Upon these things. He said, now we are living in the shadows and the wrath is ready to strike. And God is requiring a token that you yourself have received his token, the Holy Ghost. That's the only thing God requires. That's the only thing can bring you through this uh, evil age. There's a no other thing that can take you out of this evil age, but only the token life that's living in you. 
when you believe the word, when your whole desire is on the word, full obedience to the whole word of God entitles you. The what? The token. That's what it got to require. That is as easy, as simple as it can be. If you desire it, if you believe it, receive it. Receive it with all your heart. It's not a half-hearted. Think about what are the word that the Lord has provided to us. When God is not you, try to check the, uh, try to make yourself a perfect, but God give you a perfect lamb. God gave us a perfect message that in this hour has been vindicated through and through. And this more this morning when I was preparing, Brother Michael, if you can help me to uh, get uh, the slides ready. And Brother Tim Pruitt sent me a uh, uh, sent me a text, and he was um, and it was it was quite a striking when I was uh, uh saw that because uh, I never uh, uh, heard that before. And I think that everybody knows that today is a uh, big day in the U.S. because it is a uh, in, huh? inauguration inauguration uh, day. So they are uh, they are sworn in the pre, uh, the president and the the, the vice uh, the president. And when I when they send me the picture, if you can put it up. And this is the, the first woman vice president. That's the text of Brother Tim Pruitt and sent it to me. And it was, uh, it was a text that underneath it, it was quite astounding when I uh, read that. And uh, I, I think her name is uh, Camilla, something like that. And um, she's the first woman, the vest, uh, vice president of the United States. And it is Brother Tim Pruitt sent the text underneath it. It said, uh, it was quoted from the 70s week of Daniel. Brother Branham said, he said, now I predicted and have said, I saw a great woman stand up, beautiful looking, dressed in real highly royal-like purple. And when I look at that, this woman dressed in the purple and swore it in as the vice president. And that the prophet has, has already prophesied, predicted on many, many years ago. But it's a modern event made clear by the prophecy. And then, of course, some people say, well, that, that's a blue. You go to argue with her and her dress designer. They said it's a purple. And said she was a great ruler in the United States, perhaps at a Catholic, a Catholic church. A woman, some woman, I don't know it will be the Catholic Church. I don't know. I can't say. Only thing I sin, I sin the woman. That was all. I was thinking, it was a really astounding. And I have to tell you, I don't know. I just said, uh, this is the, if there's anything closer, I would say this is the closest to that, uh, uh, to that quote as close as it can, as I can see it. And maybe it's not her, I don't know. Maybe in the future it may be more beautiful one than her, I don't know. Maybe it is the Catholic Church, I don't know. But so far, this is the closest to the quotes that I have ever saw. But that shows what a message that God has given to us. 
It doesn't take the, you know, during this time and they have so many, this a conspiracy theory, that conspiracy theory. I'll say that the prophet years ago has already saw those things is going to happen. He's already said that the years and the years before, ahead of time, has warned us that this will happen. And in another message, from that time on, Brother Bram said, I won't have time in this meeting to tell you. In 1933, this is the woman's nation. It's the number 13. It appears in the 13th chapter of a revelation. 13 stars, 13 stripes, 13. Everything is a 13. Everything is a woman. And remember, thus saith the Lord, there will be a woman rule before the end time. She will either be president, vice president, or it will be the Catholic Church as a woman. I have seen her. A great woman, the nation bowed to her. And I'm thinking about, this is the first woman vice president. And the Mr. President, Mr. Joe Biden, he's a Catholic. And I think the brother Tim last time, one time, the Brenda to us, and in the Supreme Court, Who's the lawmaker? There's a nine, there's seven out of nine are Catholics. And you're talking about, if you're, if there's a woman is a Catholic, this is it. If you talk about a president's a Catholic, this is it. If you talk about a vice president and a woman, this is it. How close you can get. If it, if the vision is talk about a Catholic, that's the Catholic country already. If the vision talk about a vice president's woman, this is the West West president is a woman. If the vision is talk about a Catholic taking control, Catholic become a lawmaker in your country, United States. How close that we can get. But thank God, this is the time for us to go to the rapture. This is the time for the exodus to happen. When the world is going to the total chaos, when the world is going to the total Catholicism, the devil has to take in control. That is the time the bride of Jesus Christ is going to be taken away. If you want to get any closer, Brother Bram said in Ephesian church age, even in the first church age, he already saw that he says, he's talking about to the God of Ephesus. That is the Diana. And then she said, Brother Branham said that she was, uh, he talking about a, the God of a Diana as an idol. And that after he gave it a characteristic of that the God of a Diana in that first church age, in the Ephesian church age. And he said that she was a simply and almost shapeless female figure that finally sunk into the block of a wood from which she was carved. And her two arms were formed of a Two simple bar of iron. How perfectly this depicted the spirit of Antichrist loosed in the first age. There he was loosed in the midst of the people. And yet took no shape as to alarm the people. How the devil was so subtle. That is going to the people, going to the different other countries without any shape, without any alarming the people. But that started from the first age already. Yet the two arms of iron bars show that it was his intent to crush 
the work of God as it made his inroads. Isn't that that Satan has been all his work, all his intention is to crush the work of the Lord. Even start from the first age, that's already started. And after year and after year, we come into the final age over here. Satan has now come to it as a climax. That's why that last Sunday I was so appreciative, Brother Tim, when he was at the preach that he said it's a mature, the good and the evil. You're thinking about the, 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 the evil things. How, is there any evil age than what is age that we are living right now? Is that everything is coming to the maturity? The good and the evil, they all come to the maturity. And Brother Ram said that no one seemed to notice him or what he was doing. But one day they would have noticed. One with those arms of iron, his deed become a doctrine. And his doctrine become a law of an empire. And they talk about a Roman empire. Then, but you have to understand that the Roman empire is also going through the papal Rome to the, uh, uh, sorry, to the, uh, uh, to the Roman Empire, to the papal Rome. It was also talking about it spiritually. And when it got, the Rome went into the two iron leg, and it went into the ten toe, with an iron, one with the clay. Brother Bram said it in a message that talking about the Khrushchev and the Eisenhower, that it reached out into the, all the each uh, country. That's what has happened in this age. But you see, all of those things, the prophet has already prophesied a long time ago, has, has warned us this one is coming. And it's coming from the doctrine, becoming the law of the empire. That I'm thinking about even right now in the Supreme Court, the lawmaker, there already has seven out of nine are the Catholics. How close that you can get. But God and let the prophet give us a message so that we're not in the darkness. All those things that happened is right in front of our eyes. We're closer than you think. And even talking about it before the Exodus. And that God has to raise a Pharaoh who doesn't know Joseph. Then Brother Bram said in his time, when the JFK, the John Kennedy, when he first come, he said, God rose, has to raise up a Pharaoh, doesn't know the freedom of a religion. That's at that time, he said, in the, uh, he talking about the Pharaoh. He said, there was a Pharaoh who raised it up, who did not know Joseph. And that was the beginning of the beginning. That was the beginning of the Exodus. Before the Exodus, God has to raise up a Pharaoh, doesn't know Joseph. In Brother Branham's time, when he was typing that into the John L. Kennedy, said that God has to raise him a Pharaoh up, so that it doesn't know the freedom of religion. If that's the beginning of the beginning, what about now, my brother, my sister? This is not the beginning of the beginning. This is the end of the beginning. This is the end, the time for us to get asked us, get out of this place. If that time he already saw that the race of Pharaoh doesn't know the freedom of religion, there's an empty church. What does that speak to you? Where is that a freedom of a religion? If that's the beginning of the beginning, what about now, my brother, my sister? 
the Pharaoh has to be raised one after another till now. That time is the beginning, but now it comes to the climax. How close that we have been get. But the prophet also said in the third Exodus, he said, but remember, while Ramses, the Pharaoh, was growing into power in Egypt, God had a Moses in the wilderness. He was growing too. Ramses had a political system, but God had a spiritual system under a prophet ready to come down to speak to the people. He's coming down already to speaking to us. Now it's the third exodus. I don't know how long. Maybe a year, maybe two years, maybe a hundred years. But who cares? But now this is the closest that we can ever get to that are going away. That's why we need to lay aside of everything. Lay aside of the sin that's easy to be said at us. Get ready yourself. Make yourself prepared and ready to go. And he require a token life before the exodus. God deal with an individual. But Abraham said, not with the groups, with the individual. God getting his only thing he had to have is one man that he could operate with. You see, today he's trying to get one man he can get in his hand that will tell the truth, that will be fearless with it, that won't pull no punches, that will not be dogmatic. One man he can hold in his hand and show his word alive and show himself alive. I believe he could get such a person ready. I do. I believe it. I just believe in the Bible enough to believe that he could get it. That's right. That would tell the truth. Oh, we have that one man already. God sent it to the prophet as a one man ministry and to don't pull no pouches and to tell us the truth and to tell the truth. Nothing but the truth from the beginning, from this as a ministry to talk about it. What's it happens in a modern event? What is happening right now? He telling it nothing but the truth. Everything has coming to pass during a prayer line, one after another, one after another, and not even one case. That is wrong. What's the God doing? He showed us that there's a one man in God's hand. If that one man ministry has a past, now is the bride's ministry. Now God can still have a one man. He still can have a one woman that in his hand to believe it is a word, to make it his word to become alive. No matter what situation that you are in, and no matter how weak that you feel, but you are still that one man that is in God's hand. Faith looks at the word, but faith places itself upon the unmovable rock, God's eternal word. Faith don't look at a reason. I don't care how much you can show that it would be better if the word said no, faith rest there. That is the sanctuary of faith resting place. That's all God's require is to face, to believe His word. Is not look at it yourself, look at it the situation, but look at what is the word 
of God has said. But Abraham said a resting place is the word. For he knows that God will ever prove himself superior over every one of his enemies. Think about what a message that God has given to us, Brother Victor. Think about what's in the word that we haven't heard. Not a one is wrong. There's a no word like the word of what we're having now. God has approved so thoroughly. And the things has been prophesied years ago and fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And time after time, God has tried to emphasize to us this word, you can rest yourself on it. This word that you can put your faith to believe it. This word can deliver you. This word can heal you, Sister Rena. This word is our only resting place. Brother Brahma said, Now to you sick people, oh how I like to drive this home. When you catch that face, that you are going to be healed. Every circumstances, everything else, all signs, all symptoms can point that you are dying. You will never move. His resting place is in the sanctuary of God's word. When faith, a genuine faith, sets itself there. Not make believe now. Faith. Not hope, but faith. Hope is out here. Hope it was in. Faith is already in. Looking out and saying it is done. That's faith. There is where faith takes his resting place. For he knows that God will never, never let an enemy ride over the top of him. He never has. Faith knows that. So regardless of what the things looked. Faith doesn't look at a symptom. Faith doesn't look at a situation. Faith only rests on God's word. No matter you failed it or you don't fail it. But God said, I will have a spotless bride. If God require a token on display, don't you believe a God will present you, will give it to you, the token that is the perfect token, the perfect life of Jesus Christ to them that are desiring for it? All you need to do when you desire, you receive it by the faith. Doesn't look at the right, doesn't look at the left, doesn't look at what the symptoms said, but whatever God's word said, I believe it. Brother Bram said, and now we're living in the shadow, and the rest is ready to strike. And God is requiring a token that you yourself ever received this token, the Holy Ghost. It's the only way and the only sign that God will ever pass 
because it's the literal life of a Jesus Christ return back into the believer. But Abraham said he's always been, he said he's been the lamb all the way through. It was a lamb in Luther's time. It was a lamb in West's time. But, ha- but now is the token time that each house must be covered by the token. Each house of God must be covered by the token. All that's inside of it must be covered by the token. And the house of God is the body of Jesus Christ. And by one spirit, we're all baptized into this token and become a part of it. That God said, when I see this token displayed, I will pass over you. What an hour that we are now living. This is the time that Jesus Christ has manifested himself in this fullness to us. He only manifests himself partially in Luther's time, in West's time, in Pentecostal time. But now he manifests time, manifests himself in his fullness now. If he manifests himself in the fullness, his power is in this fullness. And all it takes is to the face to believe what is the word in this hour had ascended to us. But Abraham said that Jesus began to do and continue to do. His death didn't stop him. He returned back, not a third person, but the same person returned again in the form of the Holy Ghost and to continue to work on and to continue on. If you said you received the word, you received what he said, truly believe with all your heart that Holy Ghost is in you, you will continually do this work. But Abraham said, he said, in no other time could this type of a message ever happen. It could not have come in Luther's day. Couldn't have come in West's day. It wouldn't even come in Pentecost day. He couldn't do it. He said, you stay there until you know that a token is applied. Until your whole, the mind that was in Christ is in you. Until all the nonsense of the world is gone. See, until the whole heart desire is Him. Then you know, then you know something is happening. Jesus said, this sign shall follow them that believe. Not make believers, but believers. We don't want to take any, any chance on it. You must do it. He said, how, when we said that, he said, you stay there until you know the token is applied. Until the mind that was in Christ is in you. That means until your whole desire is for him. That's why I said, lay aside of everything else. Surrender yourself, yield yourself to this only worthy gospel that you believe. To this only thing that is as a value for us to believe. Everything else, anything else that's a goal can be put it aside. This is the only thing that can take us for this, uh, for this uh, last exodus. I believe it's the time for us to lay aside 
all this nonsense of the world. As I said, it's not something that is complicated. It takes a person to yield himself, surrender himself, and just put himself on the altar. Say, Lord, I give my whole self to you. It has to be the whole desire that God come down to totally change a person's desire. Totally change a person's nature. Everyone has to go through that. If you haven't ever done that, this day that you can do that. This day you can use yourself, can totally surrender your whole self to Him. Say, Lord, I give my whole life to you. Lord, my desire is not totally for you, but Lord, tonight I want my desire to be fully on you. If you already done that, your desire has been toward God. Give your whole self to Him already. You should be the happiest person that in the world. If you have your whole desire to Him, you had experience with Him, but as the time goes by, you run cold. You lost the desire. You lost that the coldness starts to creeping in. That the devil starts to eating away your joy, your peace. But you see, you steal the bone of his bone. You steal flesh of his flesh. You still have the hearing ability, can hear the word, and then a dry bone become alive again. But Abraham said, that's not, that's denomination or not denomination. Either one, you must come beneath the blood. Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, undenomination, whatever you are, is for an individual. You gotta come beneath the blood. Now just don't talk about it. Receive it. Hear me. Hear me. In the name of the Lord, hear me. You got to come beneath the blood. This is not the time just to talk about the message. You've been hearing enough. The Lamb has been keeping long enough. Now is the time to apply that what you have heard. To believe what the Word has said. And Brother Bram said, all outside of Christ will perish. How do you get in Christ? 1 Corinthians 12, by one spirit. Not by one handshake, by one membership, by one denomination. That's what they're trying to make it. They may do that, but by one spirit, we all baptize into one body. Even an angel from heaven teaches anything else. Paul said, let him be cursed. That's the message coming to Christ. That's the cry of the prophet. Before the access, God requires for a token life to on display. You said, I lost my joy. I lost my peace. I lost the confidence. I lost the faith. The reason is because you didn't go to the message. To find your joy. You try to find a joy from the world. Or to try to find a peace. From whatever new things is coming up. Or whatever who said what. And try to give you some of this. Those things will not satisfy your hunger. 
will not satisfy your desire. You cannot find those things that are, you cannot find a peace and a joy in the worldly stuff, in entertainment. All the peace and the joy and everything that you desire for is all laced in God's Word. Brother Bram said, God is your joy. God is your strength. Knowing the message, knowing the truth, that's our sufficiency. He is all my all-sufficiency in Him. All things I have a need of is in Him. That's our strength. My help comes from the Lord. You Christians, look to Him for your joy. Look to Him for your strength. Look for Him for your happiness. He's my peace. He's my joy. He's my love. He's my life. Everything is all laid in the Word. If I can also see everything that He was talking about is all laid in that token. It's all laid out literal life of Jesus Christ. By believing the Word, you can receive that life. When you look into it, when you're receiving it, when you confess it, when you believe it, that becomes your possession. You're not a professor anymore, but you're a possessor of it. That quickening power is a lady in you. That literal life of a token of a leader, literal life of a Jesus Christ is a lady in you. All by receiving the word is lazy in there. It's as simple as what a brother Ed has said to a brother Tom, leading, leading him down to the basement, pointing to that old tape, said, you want to get closer to God? Go into this. Young people, older people are like, this is your lifeline. This is where the token life can be upon you. By receiving it, by believing it, that token life, a literal life of Jesus Christ can dwell inside of you. But Abraham said, get ready, apply it, believe it, clean up. Let your children, let your family, let your loved ones see it in you. That's right. He said, he will take effect. Yes, sir. He said, then apply the token in prayer with a consideration, with a belief, with a believing. Apply it with such a love and so forth till you know it's going to take. It's going to take a place. That's all. Apply it in confidence. Believe it's going to help. This is the time for us to clean up our life. He said, how to apply this token to my family? Brother Bram said, let your family, let your loved ones see it in you. That is apply the token. When you live a life before your loved ones, when you live a life before your worker or co-workers or your schoolmate or whoever that is, when you live a life before them, you literally Apply the token life to your family. But Abraham said, apply it and create an atmosphere around you. That they will just drop right into it. How to do it? Create an atmosphere around you. When you will be surrounded, when you go into the Word, when you go into Christ, lay yourself before it is a presence, you will carry a different atmosphere. And I said, then they will just drop right into it. 
that a musician make your way here. He said, oh, you are. You are. If you got the token, you create a spirit around you, a power that when you walk, people know that you are a Christian. It's not that you make an atmosphere. It's not you try to produce an atmosphere. Brother Brother said, oh, you are. You are. If you got the token. It's not that you made that atmosphere. You are that atmosphere. You are that creative power. You are that quickening power. You are that token life. That living in you. It's not you try to make it spontaneously, automatically. When you receive it, it will spread forth. Apply the token. Then walk with it. Claim your household. You must do it now. This is evening time. If that's the evening time in the 1964, what about it right now? This is the evening time. It's the one minute, a few seconds before the 12 o'clock at the midnight. This is the evening time. You've been listening a long time. Now, this is the evening time. It's applying time now. It's a receiving time. It's a believing time. It's a living the token life time. This is the time. The rest will strike. One of those days, it might be too late then. Apply the token with confidence. We should love one another. That is a get back to our address now. Oh my, we should be so in love. Don't never speak evil against one another. That's in the message of a token. This is also apply the token life. If somebody makes a mistake, pray for him right quick. We're together in this with God. We are brothers and sisters. Live godly. Live like daughters of God. Live like son of God. Live sweet, kind, humble. Let no evil come in your mind, in your thinking. Just dismiss it. If it knock on the door, take it away. Just say, just show your token. Just keep walking. Said, I'm under the blood. It's time for us to quit fussing with one another. Believe the message of the Bible Believe Jesus Christ and love and honor and respect to one another. Men, respect your wife. You respect your homes. Bring your home together. Because remember, this lamb was for that home. Not just one, for the whole home too. Had to be brought. Everything had to be brought in. We should love each other and believers should separate themselves from the world. This is the time to apply for the token life. God required a token life before the exodus. If we have a living as close as it can be, it's closer than we think, how much more we need to buckle us up 
How much more we need to love that each other. Don't let any evil thought that are coming into. You said, I can't help it. You can. If you have the token life that are living in you, and to just show your token life, you are under the blood. Drive away all of those things. Love your husband. Love your wife. Bring your whole home that under this token life. May the Lord bless every one of you. You are the faithful son and daughter of a God. But let us tighten ourselves up. Let ourselves put our whole self into the word of a God. To believe every word has said to be the truth. Let us stand. Can we sing the song? Psalm 34. This poor man cry. Brother Nathan, if you can come help me.
This is the time. We're living in the glorious time that a person can never be dreamed to living in. Think about all the sins in an old time. And they're looking forward to this day. And now we're living right in there. How we thankful to the Lord to give us the word that in this hour, send it in a messenger. And it has been the preached of the, all the message that we heard. You know, sometimes I wonder if we take it as a for granted. If the message has become a common to us, we're listening to it and we're reading to it. But one of the things that happen like this, that have fulfilled it right in front of our eyes, it just making our eyes open. It just making us become a more appreciated to what is the Lord has given to us. So I'll just encourage you. This is the time for us to rise up and shine. To the world I know is the time of darkness. To the world that they're looking there. Some people already said, oh, you know, 2021 would be great. You know, 2021 will be a better than the 2020. I'm not a doomy gloomy, but the 2021 will be worse than 2020. If you just look at a physical, but to the bride, every year is a 2020. To the bride of Jesus Christ, every year is 2019. It's 2018. It's every year. Every year is the same to us. 2021, I don't care. Whatever that year come and a year goes to the bride of Jesus Christ. Every year in Jesus Christ. That's the best year that you can ever have. So let us rise up and shine. Live a truly life that is worthy for the gospel. You have the token. You have the literal token life of Jesus Christ. By receiving the word Christ Jesus living in you. It's not a me that I live anymore. But it's the Jesus Christ that is living inside of me. God required a token life before the access. Then we can declare, we can acclaim. Say, Lord, I do have that life of Jesus Christ living in me. It's not to the outside of the flesh I'm looking at, but I'm looking at the life of Jesus Christ inside of this outer shell. This inside the life of Jesus Christ living in me. Believe the word of God. I believe in the line upon line, precept upon precept. Every word of a God has said amen to it. Every word of a God has said, oh Lord, that's exactly the truth. If you can say that, that is the token life that is living inside of you. Without that life, how can you say amen to God's word? Without the life that is living in you, how can you live that life? That in that situation, in that environment that you are in, be isolated months after months, almost another year now, but you're still holding on. You're still believing the word. Your faith is not getting weaker, but again, it's strengthened and it's stronger and stronger all the time. That calls that the token life. If you live without a token life before your loved ones, Brother Bramman said that they will drop in. It's not that you produce atmosphere. You are that atmosphere. It's not that you making that token life work. You are that token life that are living today. May the Lord bless every one of you. Let's just sing the this is a song of the again of the, of the chorus before I give the service to Brother Tom. Let him pray and some 
and to do that announcement. Let's just sing the chorus that again. Magnify the Lord with me. Let's raise up our hand and worship Him. And again, He's worthy for all the worship. Oh, magnify the Lord saints. What a time to be glorifying God, to lift up his holy name. How the scripture is clear and how it's perfect and how this message has unveiled it in a, in a, such a marvelous way. People read Exodus 12 and don't have a clue what Exodus 12 is. And here we read it and it comes alive and more alive and more alive. And now the presence of God is here. And I don't care whether you're in your room by yourself or in a room with your family. This is a time to put your arms around one another and say, Lord Jesus, keep the death angel off my home. Let that death angel pass. Give me my children. Give me my wife. Give me my husband. Give me my grandchildren. You claim it by the word of the Lord. Amen. As Brother Murphy was saying, you are that atmosphere. They say wherever Brother Branham went, it changed the atmosphere. And so now, Bride of Christ, as we are a reflection of that word, when we walk into a room, may the presence of God so baptize you. Maybe you want to hold your family up, hold your arms up, and just say, Lord Jesus... What a wicked age we've lived in. But as Brother Murphy said, there's a great cloud of witnesses watching us, coaching us, shouting to us, keep running, don't give up. You're just close to the line. Amen. I don't care what COVID is, it's just a name. Cancer is just a name. That disease is just a name. But now the bride of Christ, she has the word of God. And she is the final voice to the final age. And we will say and prophesy what that prophet has already said. So let's just lift up our hearts to him and say, Lord Jesus, we heard a tremendous message. Lord, as you have declared in the word of the Lord, a lamb for a house. Lord, it wasn't a lamb for Tom Ray's house and a a lamb for Brother John Charman's house and we come together. It's Tom Ray's home, Brother John Charman's home, Brother John Andy's home. Lord, we can put our name there and say, my home is dedicated to the Lord Jesus. 
And Father, we've heard, thus saith the Lord tonight, the word of the Lord. And I pray, God, that that word will come within the heart of every believer that is standing with their hearts open, their hands raised, claiming mother, father, claiming their children, claiming, Lord, our loved ones. What a message on a Wednesday evening. It's later than we do think. And I pray, God, that you will move in every home, especially at this time. Let the presence of God saturate the walls, saturate our lives, saturate, Lord Jesus, the children of the living God. I ask, Lord, that you'll bless each and every one as we have heard the word of God tonight. We claim them, and now, as the prophet said, send that token after them. So, Lord, we send the token after our lost loved ones. God, in this wicked hour, put a hedge of fire around them and draw them into your bosom, Lord. Save them, Lord. Draw on them, Lord Jesus. Bring them, Lord, to the foot of Calvary, and may they see you in the power of your resurrection. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, wherever you are, you might have your seats. I've got a couple of things I'd like to say tonight. I, this is a kind of message. You can keep on playing, Brother Ben. This is a kind of message I started to think when I was sitting there. Lord, can we have communion tonight? Can we have communion? This is a kind of message where you want to go to a brother and say, if I fault you, forgive me. I have received in the last few months. I have received personally. Letters. Emails. Phone messages. That humble you. That humble you so much. You say, Lord, they love you. They love me. We love one another. And we need to pray more for one another. This is a, just a, a time where we need to just focus our eyes upon Jesus. Just focus. I'm an emotional man, but I don't let my emotions rule me. I thought for 41 years, I've given my life for this gospel. And we've faced challenges we've never faced in all these years like we have now. I have desired for months to come down to the States. I have desired for months. And we've talked with the brothers. We have tried and Brother John has helped, tried to help me. How do we do this? How do I fly into Seattle? He'll pick me up and we'll run out to the camp. and We'll do all these things because our heart is to be with you. I was reading Mark today. And Jesus said, Watch ye and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. My soul 
and my spirit, I have so wanted to be with you people. The children of the Lord, we can say brothers and sisters, the bride of Jesus Christ, I have agonized. I have not agonized so much over the last week or two. How do we make this work? And the government, every turn, you make a decision, every turn, the government makes a, an order in Canada, and I don't know what restrictions in the States, Brother John, I don't know what the guidelines are, and we try our very best, saints, to be an example. I'm not, you know, this is not, a, I don't believe, a spiritual persecution. If it was, I'd fight it. You know I would. I, I am not one to pack down. But it's something that we need to be an example and a reflection that we can save from the depths of our heart. We have done everything we can to comply with it, but don't squeeze us. We, there is a point. There is a point. And we're getting pretty much there, aren't we, John? We're pretty much there. <laughs> so... My, my desire was to come down for a weekend, stay a week, and preach another weekend, and go home. And now I know that everybody's got, there's some people that are so focused on rules and regulations, and some people say, praise the Lord, we can do anything we want to do. Well, I try to go right down, well, I know we all try to go down the middles, and so then, you know, just as we're deciding to come, then the governor, governor Ensley, Ingsley, has said that now if you fly in, you're supposed to 14 days, a suggestion to isolate. And then I have to, by the Canadian order that we have, or BC order that I have to comply to, is a 14 day. If we keep on doing it according to the orders, I'm in, I'm in my room for 28 days for a weekend of service. And I thought, Lord, this is just too much pressure. I respect our pastor so, so much. A man of God of this caliber, I respect. Brother John, I respect. Brother Michael, Brother Tim, Brother Murphy, I respect. I, I, I respect their opinions even. And so we just discussed the other day. Yes, you should, Brother Tom. Here's 101 reasons why you should. And here's another 101 reasons why you should. And I said, will somebody give me one more reason so I can? And we'll tip the scale. So I've got my flights lined up. I've got, I told Sister Joanne last night. Yep. It's, it's a, I'm, I'm leaning that way and I have a, something that I needed to talk to the doctor about and um, personal and we just got to talking and how are you doing what are you doing how are uh, how's Ken brother Ken Ardeal how he's doing I said he's out of the hospital it's, you know and we started to talk. I said, well, I'm thinking I'm going down to the States. He said, no. I said, what? He said, no. He said, Tom, you're still recovering from your operation. And with the variants that are, are, are out there, you're susceptible. He said, brother Ken, or Ken is, he knows us both. He says, he's stronger than you. And, and he just got out of the hospital. We don't want to see. He said, I've already lost two patients and I don't want to lose another. I said, well, that puts a red flag up. I was looking for one for the possible, not the one to make it impossible. And so I know 
my love for you. That's without question. Disappointed? Yeah. My family. So, and then to throw another curveball. You're supposed to have winter this winter, this weekend. What? I mean, what is the devil throwing at us? My goodness. And I look at the snow thing, and it says it's all week. I said, okay, I surrender. Another time, Lord. I'll do it another time. So if you'd give me enough grace for that. If you just give me another month or two, I'll be there. I'll be there. It'd be a wonderful time to have my wife with me. It'd be wonderful so that I don't have to quarantine. So let's pray this devil out of this lower mainland and let's pray it out of Washington State. Let's get on with serving God and loving one another and being with one another and holding one another's hands. So, yes, I am disappointed. I know I I have disappointed some people because they've been wanting to see me. But what I thought I would do is I would open myself to come to the border. Brother John has encouraged me, I think, over the last couple months. Come to the park, come to the park. And we were there after Christmas. And it was such a wonderful experience with the saints. It was a wonderful experience. So if there is a need or a desire, I would try everything that's in me. Michael will be, he said he would be my chauffeur. And he would drive me to the park and so I wouldn't have to walk down the road and I would be with you. And if we phone the office, I'll make myself available Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And we can block out a time from morning till noon and then go on from there. So, I guess in a nutshell, we'll just wait for another season. And thank you for your understanding thank you for your emails I'm not worthy of it phone calls letters and texts cards from the depths of my heart Brother Anthony God bless you Rosie we'll get together don't you worry what a great union time that will be and I didn't want to speak about this before the service because I didn't want to disrupt what the man of God would speak tonight so just at the end of the service I thought I'd just like to talk to you from my heart I miss everyone whether it be the American saints or the Canadian we've got to get a we're heavenens heavenens Canadians (laughs) Americans and brother John you can wave that flag anytime you want anytime So God bless you. Thank you for this few moments that I've had to express from the depths of my heart. Brother Ernie will be speaking this weekend if the snow doesn't fly. We will announce that on Friday. And he's going away for a number of weeks and maybe into a couple of months. And um, he just felt he'd cover for me. That's okay. And Brother John will be the following weekend. So thank you. God bless you. I love you.
we will meet again one great day. We'll spend eternity together. So if you want to bow your head one more time with me. Sister Anno was asking for prayer. She's looking to have, get her permanent residence. And she asked tonight, I don't think it was mentioned. Was it mentioned? No. So we'll just remember Sister Anno too as we bow our heads. Heavenly Father. Lord, our desire is to serve the body of Christ in any capacity that we can. Sometimes we miss it miserably. And sometimes, Lord, we hit the mark. Lord, we're wanting to hit it all the time. So, Father God, I just pray that you will strengthen the body of Christ as we unite our hearts together, as we heard a tremendous message this evening. We pray, Lord, that we are one body. We are of that body of Christ. And my prayer is, Lord, that you will meet every need that is present in this body. Sister Anna has asked for prayer, that everything would go right, everything would go smooth, that she'd have favor, Lord, that you would grant to her her heart's desire. You said, ask anything in my name, believing, you shall have what you ask. And so, Lord, we're believing for Sister Anna, that you will grant to her, Lord, this permanent residence here in Canada. And that, Lord, it would not be the workings of man, but it would be the work of the Holy Ghost himself. So, Father, we commit all needs to you. I'm, I just wanted to speak from my heart to the saints, Lord, as we would have gathered in Mount Baker. But there will be another time. It will be a, the perfect time. It will be the right time. And so, Lord, I just wanted to apologize As you said to the disciples, your spirit is definitely willing, but your flesh is weak. And yes, my flesh is weak, but one day we'll get a change in the atoms. In the twinkling of an eye, there's going to be a change in the body. And we're going to take that exodus out of here, Lord. So, Father, I ask now that your grace will be upon each and every one. We thank you for Brother Murphy, for the gifts of God that lays within him. Brother Tim poured out his heart, Brother John and Brother Michael. Lord, what gifts that you've given to the body of Christ. Pray, Lord, that you'll be with your servants, our pastor, Brother Biscal. I pray, Lord, that your grace will be upon him and Sister Biscal. I pray, Lord, that the glory of God will give them strength until the rapture. That we can, Lord, unite as one as we enter that great city. So now go with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hear me. Hear me. Brother Murphy said, hear me. Hear me. Have you been under the blood? Hear me. Have you been beneath that fountain? And we'll just be dismissed. Have you been... Beneath the fountain, there's no other place to go. It's flowing down from Calvary's mountain, and it will wash you white as snow. Have you been?
church was full tonight, we'd just have a jubilee. We'll be one white as snow one more time. God bless you.